sound familiar? If your baby is going through another bout of bad diaper rash, then you need to give Dr. Mom Butt Balm a try. It was created by a mom who's also a doctor. When my kids were little, I remember using this thick, goopy cream to help soothe their sensitive skin. Ugh, it was so difficult to wipe off. Not with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. You only need a small amount, and it's really easy to apply and remove. It's also free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, so it's gentle on your baby's delicate skin. Help your baby feel better and get relief from irritating diaper rash with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Look for it on Amazon and Walmart.com. There's nothing worse than feeling like you have finally figured out this parenting and breastfeeding thing only to be sidelined with the huge challenge. Your milk supply has started to decrease. There are so many reasons why this can happen, so we thought we'd try to put the pieces of the puzzle together for you today. I would like to introduce a brand new expert to our show, Danielle Blair, an international board certified lactation consultant and owner of Gaithersburg Breastfeeding in Maryland. Today we are talking about why is my milk supply decreasing? This is The Boob Group, episode 104. Breast milk, it does a baby good. Silly daddy, boobs are for babies. I make milk, what's your superpower? If my breastfeeding offends you, put a blanket over your head. Dairy diva, don't be lactose intolerant. Nursing nature's own breast enhancement. Meals on heels. Whoever said there's no use crying over spilled milk, never had to pump. Breast milk, all udders are inferior. Whatever your point of view, we're here to support your breastfeeding goals. We're the boob group, because mothers know breast. Welcome to The Boob Group, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. The Boob Group is your weekly online, on-the-go support group for all things related to breastfeeding. I'm your host, Robin Kaplan. I'm also an international board-certified lactation consultant and owner of the San Diego Breastfeeding Center. Did you know that you can become involved in our episodes even when you can't make it into the studio? We love when our Facebook friends post questions for our experts and share their favorite Boob Group episodes. Plus, you can become more involved in our recording days through our virtual panelist program. Our producer, MJ, will tell us a little bit more about this program in just a few minutes. So today we are joined by two lovely panelists in the studio. Ladies, will you please introduce yourselves? I am Julie Sanders. I am 31. I am an engineer and I have one girl hiccuping baby here and she is five months old. Awesome. And we have? I'm Amy Brannon. I am almost 29 and I have a four-year-old daughter and an eight-month-old son. Awesome. All right. And MJ, will you please introduce yourself as our producer as well as our virtual panelist program? Yes, I'm MJ. I am 37 and I am mom to Jason, who's going to be three in June. Um, I'm a stay-at-home mom and then I get to produce this show, which I love helping other moms. And one of my jobs is to run the virtual panelist program, which is a way for you out there to join the conversation and be a part of our show. If you can't be in the studio with us, uh, we are posting the same questions that we are um, asking our in-studio panelists so you get to share your experiences and opinions or tips and just engage and support with other moms and um, we may even read your comment while we record Um, it's really a sneak preview of our show before it releases Uh, we post tips and information as we uh, record and as the experts give to us Um, it's an extension of our show and uh, supporting each other so check out theboobgroup.com under the community 
tab for more information on the VP program and possible perks for participation. All right. Thanks, MJ. Yes. <coughs> Sound familiar? <coughs> if your baby is going through another bout of bad diaper rash, then you need to give Dr. Mom Butt Balm a try. It was created by a mom who's also a doctor. When my kids were little, I remember using this thick, goopy cream to help soothe their sensitive skin. Ugh, it was so difficult to wipe off. Not with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. You only need a small amount, and it's really easy to apply and remove. It's also free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, so it's gentle on your baby's delicate skin. Help your baby feel better and get relief from irritating diaper rash with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Look for it on Amazon and Walmart.com. So this was posted on our Facebook page. This is from Delilah, and she wrote, Hello, ladies. I just want to say thank you for all the support and information you provide to us. You are my resources and everything related to breastfeeding and baby concerns. Now my process has been smooth, and when things go crazy, I have hope that my baby and I will be okay. Thanks, Delilah. That was so nice. We really appreciate it. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. So today in the Boob Group, we're discussing reasons why a mom's milk supply might start to decrease. Our expert, Danielle Blair, is an international board-certified lactation consultant and owner of Gaithersburg Breastfeeding in Maryland. Thanks for joining us, Danielle, and welcome to the show. Thank you, Robin. Sure. So, Danielle, before we start talking about reasons why a mom's milk supply would decrease, let's first talk about ways to establish a full milk supply. So what are the key components to bring in mom's fullest supply in the early postpartum weeks? Uh, probably the best thing to do is to breastfeed early and often, starting as soon after birth as possible. Uh, babies do need to eat about 8 to 12 times a day in the early weeks. The breasts need to have milk removed this many times each day to produce enough milk for your baby as well. You can help your baby remove more milk by doing breast compressions during feedings. And absolutely, if baby isn't breastfeeding well, uh, first off, get help. And secondly, Remove milk by hand expression or pumping to help establish your supply. Okay. And how much breast milk does a baby need at two weeks, and how does this change over time, and does it ever plateau? Um, Babies at two weeks are still working to get mom's milk supply up to full capacity, but most babies this age take somewhere between 15 and 20 ounces of breast milk per day. Um, By the end of the first month, most babies need 25 ounces or more per day to grow well. Um, Of course, it varies from baby to baby. But milk production does level off at the end of that first month and tends to remain stable until about the six-month mark. Okay. And how do growth spurts help keep up mom's milk supply? Well, during growth spurts, um, which are uh, days when baby's nursing very frequently, um, this tends to happen about every uh, few weeks during the early days and can last two to three days. Uh, During these days, babies nurse frequently, which gives mom's milk supply a temporary boost. 
if babies aren't allowed to have these frequent nursings often, mom can find that her milk supply starts to drop. Okay. So ladies um, in the studio, what did you do to bring in your fullest supply in those early postpartum weeks? Julie? Uh, I guess I just nursed often. Um, I didn't really in those really early weeks have a concept of when I was full or not full or how much milk I was producing because I was just breastfeeding. So it was um, just feed her when she's hungry. And she ended up having a lip tie and a tongue tie. So she wasn't nursing very effectively as it turned out. So she nursed uh, about twice as often as was normal. <laughs> um, but after after that, she's still just, um, I guess, I felt full. So I um, there were times when uh, she would kind of go through, just have a day where she was nursing like crazy and effectively draining me. And that, that did get scary sometimes when I'd feel like I don't have any more milk to give her. What do I do? And, um, so I'd take things like fenugreek, um, which, uh, my doula actually brought me a bottle over during her postpartum visit and he'd take a ton of this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so that I guess helped because I didn't end up experiencing too much of those kinds of nights where I wasn't sure if I had enough. Um, but then that ended up making me really hungry all the time. <laughs> so I stopped taking it. <laughs> all right. How about you, Amy? Um, my first, I had a really hard time getting it established. Um, she had a hard time draining the breast at first, so I would feed her and still be hard and engorged. And I couldn't figure out what was going on until I, about a week after she was born, I finally got into CNLC. And that helped immensely. We still, because it took so long getting her really established, I had to supplement with my first the whole time. Um, With my second, I I had kind of moved on and I wasn't afraid to feed him as often. I still had to supplement for a little bit because he wasn't gaining weight as fast as the pediatrician or the lactation consultant wanted him to. But uh, that was only for about a month. Um, And then I got it established by just deciding that if he cried, I was going to feed him. And there would be days when to go to the grocery store, I would feed him before we left and we'd get to the grocery store and I'd feed him (laughs) in the car and then we'd go and grocery shop and I'd feed him when we got back to the car and then I'd feed him again after I unloaded all the groceries. I just had to give up and say, okay, if you cry, I'm feeding you. I don't care what anybody else might say the problem is. If you just ate, you're hungry again, let's go for it. That's awesome. And it seemed to work out well then. He's doing great now. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) So, Danielle, I have seen throughout my practice, um, sometimes when babies have lip or tongue ties, that they coast through those first few months gaining well, especially if mom has a really robust supply. And then mom's supply dips around three months. Um, What can cause this? Well, the first days after delivery, the milk production is hormonally driven. It happens whether the baby is breastfeeding well or not. Um, so they tend to, if they're able to latch and at least remove some milk, they tend to do okay and, and get a little bit to eat. Um, what happens is over time, the baby has to do a little more work to keep that milk supply up. So he might be happily drinking the milk that's just flowing out of mom's breast, but he's not sending the right messages to her body by suckling effectively. Um, and this can cause a dip in supply over time. Um, many babies with tongue and lip tie are able to get almost enough in those early weeks, but then they do have trouble long-term. So if the milk's not removed, the breasts get the message to slow down production, and certainly this can happen early in the breastfeeding. Um, You know, some babies already have caused a low supply at even just a couple of weeks, but for some of these babies where mom does have a robust supply, it can take a little longer to present as a supply problem. 
Okay. And what about those highly distractible times around the four to six month mark where baby, every time they see something shiny, they turn around and pull the, you know, they're pulling off and unlatching and checking everything out. Um, Can this cause a mom's supply to dip? And if it does, what can she do to protect her milk supply during this time? Oh, I love when babies are so busy exploring the world around them that they can't even finish eating. It's a wonderful time, but sometimes moms are surprised to find that even though they've been out and about and nursing in public and on the go, that they suddenly need to go find a quiet room with few distractions so her baby can nurse effectively. This certainly doesn't mean every feeding needs to happen like this, but um, it is something that can help. Um, Other moms find nursing more frequently, uh, like like our panel, as Amy described, um, nursing more frequently for shorter durations can help as well. Um, And certainly, last of all, I think I mentioned earlier, using some breast compressions to help squeeze a little more milk out of the breast at feedings can help keep your supply going. Yeah, and definitely this is not a great time to night wean either when babies are distracted since they often, I remember working with a mom whose baby transferred about two-thirds of what they needed in a 24-hour period between the hours of um, I think it was like 10 p.m. and 6 a.m. And he just tanked yep. up during the middle of the night and was pokey all day because he was so excited about everything that was going on. So I can't imagine what would have happened if she if she had tried to night wean at that point. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, ladies, what was breastfeeding like during for you guys during these distractible periods? Did you su- find that your supply took a hit at all or were you just kind of nursing a lot more frequently, kind of like you were just describing, Amy? Um. I think by that point, I just, just I, I wasn't tracking necessarily my supply, but figured that when he was hungry, he would eat. And if he was still gaining weight, then I, I couldn't stress about it and just had to remind myself that a good supply was one that fed my baby. I, I didn't have good. to pump a lot to yep. say I had a good supply. That's a really, really great thought. I like that a lot. Um, how about you, Julie? How old is Isla now? Is she in- five months? Oh, okay, she's so right in the middle. She's of right in the middle of it. <laughs> she pretty much hit it right at the four month mark on the nose. I was I was attending a breastfeeding support group every week to find out how much she was eating, and I took her once right went right at four months, and I couldn't get her to eat anything because she walked in that room for the first. Well, I walked in the room for the first time, and there's all these moms and babies in this bright room, and it was so interesting, and it was just like, well, this is a new problem. Yeah, <laughs> um, but. Uh, I actually I have a, an app on my phone that tracks um, how much she's eating, and so I started looking that at that kind of throughout the day to see what's the total amount of time that she's been eating. Because like you were saying about you know the baby was tanking up in the middle of the night, it's as long as she's nursing a good amount of time. Since I can't track how much, then then however over the course of the day the day that's fine. And um, so when she would only nurse for three minutes then I would you know I'd nurse her more often and and just try and not go by the clock but but just kind of check in with her more often and see her behavior yeah see how she was acting Mm -hmm. the nice thing about babies that are about four to six months old too like they know what they kind of need as well at least that's what I find and so if they're hungry they're going to tell you and if they just want to play and then come back to eating later they'll they'll definitely come back to eating later (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, when we come back, we will discuss with Danielle some other common reasons why a mom's supply might dip, such as going back to work and the return of Aunt Flo. So we will be right back. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. 
Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right, welcome back to the show. We are here with Danielle Blair, an international board-certified lactation consultant, and we are talking about reasons why a mom's supply might dip past those kind of first couple weeks. So, Danielle, how can a mom protect her milk supply when she goes back to work? What, what are some common pitfalls that you see? Well, going back to work is a challenging time for keeping up the milk supply. Um, you know, during the work day, uh, many mothers find that frequent pumping breaks can help. Um, Typically, we advise moms to pump at least as often as baby would normally feed during the day if possible. Um, again, using some hands-on pumping techniques, which is basically those breast compressions we talked about earlier while pumping, can help keep the supply up as well. And as difficult as it can be to wake up for night feedings, as we described earlier, a lot of babies do take in a lot of their overall milk during the nighttime hours. So working mothers often find that continuing to nurse at night and allowing frequent feeds when they are home with the baby on the weekends is a really great way to keep their supply where it needs to be. Okay. And um, I know Julie is back at work. So, Julie, what are you doing to protect your milk supply while you're back? Um, I try and eat all the foods that supposedly keep my supply up as much as possible. I have oatmeal for breakfast every morning and a bunch of other things. Um, and I just try and make sure I you know, track how much I pump and make sure, obviously, I need to... Um, pump what she's eating or that can be a problem and I also um, made sure to have a good uh, frozen stash of breast milk for when it does dip um, that I can have that as a resource and not you know have to panic and on the flip side sometimes I have times when my supply swings up and I'll have extra and so I can kind of backfill what I've had to take out of the freezer so I try and just not panic and be patient with myself and um, if there was a problem where I was noticing that I was constantly dipping into my stash, then I would probably see a lactation consultant or find out um, what ways to keep my, my supply up that, that was, I, was, I would be able to pump enough to feed her. Do you see a discrepancy in your pumping output when you're at work? Yeah, it, well, it, it doesn't rain. Well, I guess I don't know what the normal range is. I'd say it can range anywhere from, from 10 ounces to 15 ounces okay. a day. Um, and she takes about 12 ounces, 10 to 12 while she's at daycare. So, um, it, it just really depends, uh, on like you were saying, uh, hormonal changes and, uh, how much stress do I have that day? Yeah. And I also notice, um, time of day too, um, my morning pumping session, I'll get a really good amount. Sometimes I'll get half of what I ha get for the whole day. I'll get that first pumping session, and then, uh, you know, two hours later, I get nothing. And then <laughs> yeah, and it's really good to know how your body fluctuates like that too, because then you can expect that okay, I probably won't get as much the next time, and not to stress about it. Right. Exactly. So okay, very cool. Um, Danielle, what about night weaning? Um, can this affect a mom's overall milk supply? And does it depend on the age of the baby, or what if the baby is actually sleeping longer stretches at night on his own? Uh, very good question. You know, uh, again, we can't say enough that babies, uh, some babies do need to continue nursing at night to keep that supply up. Um, however, the reason that supply in some cases is higher at night is that the hormones responsible for milk production are higher at night. So more milk is being produced during that time. 
Um, if mom goes too long a stretch without removing the milk, either through nursing or pumping, then mom's breast can get the message to slow down production. Um, so, you know, generally it can be hard to keep up a full milk supply if mom's going more than six hours or so without milk removal. Um, and that certainly applies to babies six months and under. However, older babies are starting to take food from other sources and may be able to sleep a little bit longer without negatively impacting mom's supply. So if your baby is sleeping longer stretches on its own, um, if you find that your supply is starting to dip a little bit, you can try feeding a little more frequently during the day. Um, if you really need to, you can add in a pumping session, uh, particularly for moms who are back at work. Uh, that can be a way to help give yourself a little boost. And keep in mind that each woman is built differently. Some women are able to go longer stretches without removing milk, um, without having a negative impact on milk supply. Okay. And how can a mom protect her milk supply when offering her baby solid foods? Um, well, I usually advise my clients to offer the breast first and count solids as practice and not worry too much about the amount of solids that babies are eating versus smearing all over the high chair tray. <laughs> um, you know, really from 6 to 12 months, even though babies can have some solids, breast milk should still be the primary source of nutrition for optimal growth. Um, and, you know, a lot of moms do tend to find that a serving size of baby food should be an entire jar when the reality is a serving size for most younger babies is more like about a tablespoon. So that, that jar of baby food can be three or four meals in many cases. Okay. Amy, how did, what did you notice when you started offering solids? My boy loves solids. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> We had pancakes for breakfast, and I think he just fussed until he had about two and a half of them. <laughs> oh, boy, can, that sweet potato gnocchi, we had those the other night, and he, he packed those things that's away. That's awesome. <laughs> so, so do you nurse him before you sit him down? That's actually the hard part is because I have to be cooking dinner right up until it's time to eat. And so a lot of times it's I try, but he's distracted, and his sister's there, and his daddy's home, and he just wants to go play. And so... Um, he'll eat and then he'll, he, he still nurses to sleep. So he'll get a good long nurse right before he goes to bed. So we've been okay. Um, so, but it is tricky when he first started, then he would, he'd wear himself out. He didn't want a nurse. And I started worrying, especially when he started getting breakfast foods as well. And so I worried about it. And then I, like I said earlier, I had to find myself that the right amount of breast milk was what he needed to eat. And if I just offered it as often as he seemed to need it, then he would take what he needed. Cool. Cool. Um, Danielle, how does a mom's calorie intake affect her supply? Um, how many calories should a mom eat to kind of keep up a really robust supply? Well, generally, most of us here in the United States take in plenty of calories to maintain lactation. Um, we're not living in famine conditions in most cases, but many of us are anxious to fit back into our pre-pregnancy genes. Um, so, you know, giving the body time to heal after pregnancy and time to establish a good milk supply before restricting calories can be really helpful. Um, most women burn about 300 to 500 calories a day producing milk for, for a single baby. So in order for, for someone to take in enough nutrition uh, to function and produce milk, she should be eating a minimum of 15 to 1,800 calories per day. And for most women, it really should be a minimum of 1,800. Um, any individual's activity levels, fat stores, and certainly the quality of our nutrition can have an effect on how many calories we need to produce enough milk. 
but definitely expect to be a little hungrier and be able to get away with eating a few extra things while you're nursing. Yeah, which is always fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's not been a problem I had is getting enough calories. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Danielle, how can the return of a mom's period decrease her supply? And it, I find that it's usually temporary, but are you finding the same thing? And, and how can she protect it against this kind of temporary dip? Yeah, I think what you're noticing, Robin, is very common. Women do notice a, a little dip in supply the first few days of uh, their periods. Um, babies may respond by just nursing a little more frequently, um, which sounds great, but it can be a little challenging if you're having nipple tenderness during your period. Um, so, you know, trying to help the baby nurse more frequently, maybe for shorter times can help. And certainly for moms who are relying on pumping to keep up the supply, adding an extra session in on those few days may help keep the supply up as well. And I think I heard someone mention earlier eating oatmeal for breakfast can, can give you a little boost. It's not going to double the supply, but it can help. So, Absolutely. Um, has anyone gotten their period back yet? Anyone notice? Oh, look at that. That's awesome. Keeping it away. Well, I know, you know, with the, with the moms that I often consult with, I see this a lot post, uh, oftentimes posted on like private Facebook groups of moms, breastfeeding moms saying that their, their supply took a hit, um, in between like ovulation and, and getting their period. So I, I remember reading somewhere, I think it was in, in, in one of our breastfeeding books when we were becoming lactation consultants that was saying that if, if you take a mixture of calcium and magnesium. Yes. Thank you calcium and magnesium that's what I was looking for so yeah so a mixture of calcium and magnesium can often help in between ovulation period time and then actually bleeding to help kind of boost up the supply but as well as just some extra frequent feeding which can like you said sometimes be a little uncomfortable when you're tender um, I have heard that ovulation and that period between ovulation and bleeding, um, your body does tend to burn more calories. And so if you're at the cusp of having enough, that may be a cause is that your body is working to whatever ovulation burns and then the milk production as well. And it just needs to stretch a little. That's a really good point. How, MJ, we have a virtual panelist who wants to share something. Yeah, actually, Sarah Walsh said exactly what you're saying here, but like clockwork a week before her period, um, she would get a drop in supply. Her son would nurse more often, make up for it, and then she would start taking calcium and magnesium, um, and it stopped dropping as much. So that's a good tip. I didn't know about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's awesome. I On um, the San Diego Breastfeeding Center blog on our website, we actually have the exact um, um, dosage for it because I can never remember it so I just refer everybody there to it um, and we actually let's see and we actually have it at the bottom of our web page as well in the boob group for this episode too so um, all right and so last question Danielle how can pregnancy cause a dip in mom's milk supply and is this temporary or will mom's supply remain low throughout her pregnancy and what can she do to just keep it up um, well, you know, many women do see a pretty significant dip in supply during the second trimester of pregnancy as the milk reverts to colostrum. That volume is quite a bit lower than what is typical when you're not pregnant. So um, a lot of older babies uh, will either naturally wean during this time or, or nurse less. Um, the milk tastes a little different. It's saltier. The sodium concentrations are much higher. Um, the supply can come back later in the pregnancy as birth approaches. Um, near birth, the milk, start, milk production starts kicking in again for the new baby. Um, of course, you know, in general, by the time a second pregnancy is occurring, the older baby's old enough to be receiving some other foods. But if that's not the case, in, in some cases, if the baby, if the nursling's under six months of age when you become pregnant, it's possible that there may need to be some supplementation 
um, with additional milk. But during the pregnancy, you know, allowing frequent nursing, making sure mom's getting plenty of food she needs to sustain, not just lactation with an extra three to 500 calories a day, but that pregnancy with an extra 300 calories or so a day. So mom needs to make sure she's eating lots and lots, eating for three, for real. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Danielle, for sharing this incredibly value information about how to overcome um, our dips in supply. And so uh, for our Boob Group Club members, our conversation will continue after the end of the show as Danielle will discuss how mom can keep up her supply during a nursing strike. So for more information about our Boob Group Club, please visit our website at theboobgroup.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, Boob Group listeners. I'm Amber McCann. I'm an international board-certified lactation consultant and the owner of Nourish Breastfeeding Support just outside of Washington, D.C. I'm here to answer some of your most common questions when it comes to finding quality breastfeeding resources online, such as, I think my breasts just don't work. I've tried everything. Have you ever heard of insufficient glandular tissue or hypoplasia? Neither had I until just a few years ago, and I eat, sleep, and breathe breastfeeding. Recently, my good friend and expert on this condition, Diana Kassar-Yule, was on a boob group episode called Breastfeeding and Hypoplasia. It's episode number 20 if you want to check it out. Sometimes she says, the boob fairy just didn't arrive. This condition is where a woman's breast didn't develop as they should. It is devastating for many women, and many go through weeks and months after the birth of their babies, trying to figure out why their bodies don't function as they should. But with the power of social media, they're coming together, brainstorming solutions and finding support. I love www.diaryofalactationfailure.blogspot.com. Again, that's www.diaryofalactationfailure.blogspot.com. This blog highlights this condition in a really empowering way. The message is that breastfeeding doesn't have to be all or nothing and that every ounce counts comes through loud and clear. If this sounds like you, you don't have to be alone. Take some time to connect at www.diaryofalactationfailure.blogspot.com. Thank you for listening. I'm Amber McCann, and I'd love for you to check out my website at www.nourishbreastfeeding.com for information on my business and a little bit more about where to get connected with great online breastfeeding support. Or you can join me on my Facebook page at www.facebook.com backslash nourishbreastfeeding. Be sure to listen to The Boob Group each week for more fantastic conversations about breastfeeding and how to find great breastfeeding support. This wraps up our show for today. We appreciate you listening to The Boob Group. Don't forget to check out our sister shows, Preggy Pals for Expecting Parents, our show Parent Savers for Moms and Dads with Newborns, Infants, and Toddlers, and Twin Talks, our show for Parents of Multiples. Thanks for listening to The Boob Group, your judgment-free breastfeeding resource. This has been a new Mommy Media Production.
The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. New Mommy Media is expanding our lineup of shows for new and expecting parents. If you have an idea for a new series, or if you're a business or organization interested in joining our network of shows through a co-branded podcast, visit newmommymedia.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, NewMommyMedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.